What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Colton Sakamoto works with Pomp, that's me, and he's the CEO of Our Employment Business, which has a goal of helping 10,000 people get a new job in the crypto industry during 2021. We are well off on that goal, but we got a lot of work still to do. In this conversation, we discuss how to find open roles in crypto, how to prepare for interviews, how you can learn more about the industry, and what types of companies are hiring currently. I really enjoyed this conversation with Colton, and I enjoy working with him on a daily basis. I hope that you enjoy our conversation as well. Before we get into the episode, though, I want to talk about our sponsors. First up is Remote. When you use Remote, you can employ people in other countries legally and easily. This is like a no-brainer. They take care of international payroll, employee benefits, tax headaches, and all the paperwork for local compliance. You can forget about location and just hire the best people for every open role using Remote. It's 2021. Hire the right people regardless of where they are. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. Whether you're a major corporation or a small startup, Remote has the tools and resources to help you at a price you can afford. Even better, listeners get a special deal. Sign up for Remote today and receive 50% off your first employee for the first three months. You can check out remote.com pomp and enter promo code pomp to get started. Again, remote.com slash pomp and enter promo code pomp to get started. Probably one of the biggest no-brainers ever. If you're hiring people internationally, go to remote. Next up is BlockFi. BlockFi provides financial products for crypto investors. Those products include a high-yield interest account, a U.S. dollar loan product against your crypto collateral, and a exchange where you can trade cryptocurrencies with no fees. They also are coming out with a brand new Bitcoin rewards credit card. I have mine. It's awesome. It literally feels like a game. Every time I swipe my credit card, I know that I'm earning 1.5% back of that purchase in Bitcoin, stacking sats. If you want to start earning today, go check out BlockFi. I'm an investor and a very happy user. You will be too. BlockFi.com slash pomp. Again, BlockFi.com slash pomp. Last but not least are my friends at Choice. Choice is rebuilding the way you approach retirement, which starts with making it simple to include Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in your savings. More than 20,000 Bitcoiners, myself included, have already signed up to start investing. Whether we're talking about crypto or stocks, Choice lets you trade real Bitcoin and Amazon in the same place, all without paying a dime in capital gains taxes. And if you want to hold your own keys all the way to the moon, you can do that too. Either way, Choice is on a mission to give you full control over your retirement savings. So head on over to retirewithchoice.com slash pomp. Again, retirewithchoice.com slash pomp and sign up for an account today. And one more thing, you know how I feel about this, but if you have a pro that manages your money, don't take any of their BS. Choice has tools for them too. Take back control today and visit retirewithchoice.com slash pomp. All right, let's get this episode with Colton. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, guys. 
bang, bang. I've got a very, very, very special treat for us today. I have my friend and colleague, Colton, here with me. What's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me. All right. Before we get started, though, I'm going to tell a story as to how Colton and I met, which is a ridiculous but true story. So maybe six to eight months ago, I can't remember exactly when, I tweeted out and I said, if you send me fire memes, I will have no choice but to share them. As kind of an offhand comment, trying to have some fun on the internet. There was some random kid who kept sending me fire memes and I kept posting them. And I would tag them each time. And the memes were things like me carrying Peter Schiff around like a baby and many other hilarious memes. But then the kid kept sending me more and more memes. And I finally said to myself, this kid has too much time on his hands. Who is he? So I messaged the person back and I said, hey, what do you do all day? You got a lot of time for memes. What do you do? And that person was Colton. We eventually got on a call. And somehow I think Colton was getting on a call to uh, just talk or hang out or meet. I don't really know what. But I got on the call and I pitched him on starting a company that I had an idea for, but I didn't have time to do. And so that's what we did. And somehow Colton now has quit his job. He still has fire memes. And we worked together on the entire employment business to help, uh, what, 10,000 people get a job in crypto this year is our goal, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, what's your side of the meme story before we get started? Okay, so it was New Year's Day. Oh, New Year's Day. Watching football. And uh, I see you tweet that out. And I actually, truthfully, hadn't followed you for too long. Um, you just kind of kept showing up in my timeline. I'm like, dang, this guy has a podcast. Like, he puts a lot of content out. Obviously, respect that. What I also really respected, too, is that, like, you weren't afraid to voice your opinion on controversial subjects, saying stuff like socialism is, socialism is bad and things like that. Is that controversial? Um, and maybe in, in my circles, yes. Um, but uh, so I'm like, I don't know if I should send him a meme. It's kind of weird. I don't usually do that kind of thing. Um, but then I thought of the, the Peter Schiff idea of you holding him like a baby. I thought that was too funny not to send. Um, so sent you the meme, put my phone down, continued watching football. I looked back and you responded. So we kind of went back and forth from there. And honestly, uh, I didn't have too much time on my hands. I was working, you know, a regular job, 40 hours a week. And then I was giving baseball lessons and coaching. So like in total, probably like 50 hours a week. And then the memes take up just a small portion of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the fact I, that we met. Okay. Did you, did my name catch your attention because it's so close to Nakamoto? No, but go ahead. Tell them what your last name is. Sakamoto. And um, actually found out recently that, um, so I'm Japanese. On my great grandma's side, um, she was a Nakamoto before she was a Sakamoto. Are you claiming that your grandmother may be Satoshi Nakamoto? It's possible that my great grandma could be Satoshi. <laughs> or at least related to Dorian. Yeah, probably related to Dorian. For those that don't know, Dorian is the person who, uh, if you ever see an Asian man portrayed as uh uh, um, and I'm going to say Natoshi, uh, as uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, that is who it is. All right, we start this employment business, but it didn't start out as a whole business. Basically, the original idea was let's create a job board because I had 
tons and tons of people who were DMing me every single day saying, I want to work in the industry. How do I work in the industry? Where are the open roles? Can you please help me? I also knew most of the executives at the company. So walk through what we did and where we are right now from a job board perspective first. Sure. So when we hopped on that first call, like I didn't know what to expect. You hadn't brought up the job board or anything. And then you started pitching me. So I'm going, wait, is this guy pitching me? Is this like reverse Shark Tank? Like what's going on here? And so that was going through my head as this was going on. You kind of explained the problem um, and you're like, hey, I want to create this job board. Can you do it? And I was like, freaking absolutely, I'll do it. Um, I'll get to work immediately. I don't think you were sold on me yet, but I was like, dude, yeah, absolutely, I'll do this. So I started getting to work on it. And the idea was just to consolidate you know, all the jobs across all the top companies in one space. Um, obviously, you have your LinkedIn's, your Indeed's, but there's not really a ton of crypto jobs on there. So the basic idea is just to get all the jobs in one space and make the job search as easy as possible for job seekers. All right. And we've got what? Companies like Coinbase, Gemini, BlockFi, who else? Yeah. Coinbase, Gemini, BlockFi, Anchorage, Kraken. I mean, all the big players in the space and then um, tons of startups too. And there's probably 60 to 70 companies who list their roles uh, every month? Right now, I think it's a little bit lighter. I think there's like 53 active ones, but a lot of them kind of this revolving door of coming in and out every month as their hiring needs um, kind of continue. All right. And in the first, let's say 90 days, I think that's the data that uh, I know off the top of my head. What was it? Like something like 30,000 people uh, or there's 30,000 applications that went to open roles in the first 90 days? Correct. Yeah. Now I think we're upwards of 40K. All right. And BlockFi is probably uh, the craziest one where BlockFi has hired, what, 30 people, 28 people, something like that off the job board in like four months? Yeah, something like that. I think upwards of 25 last I checked in with them. And it's it's crazy to see the success so far. And um, what I think the most rewarding part about it is just hearing the success stories of people that, you know, were working in the traditional world and then transition, or maybe they're right out of college and they got their dream job right out of college. And so um, that's been really awesome to see. And then a number of startups have hired people and um, when we were down in Miami at the Bitcoin conference, we were approached by tons of people who said they've gotten hired through the job board and through the course, which has been awesome to see. It's uh, it is pretty crazy when you think about uh, putting together a piece of technology, you know, doing some work to kind of bring together a two sided marketplace, and then people are like, "Oh, I got a job now!" Like literally, I get paid because of what you built. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's awesome to see, um, and just yeah, providing that opportunity. I mean, the job seekers are doing all the work. So I, I don't want to take credit for what they're doing, but um, if I can make the job search easier for someone, I'm absolutely going to do it. Okay. So other than fire memes, what do you do on a day-to-day basis for the job board? <laughs> well, I guess the memes take up most of the time, right? Um, but uh, the job board, a lot of it is just kind of like maintenance, outreach, um, you know, customer support type stuff. And ultimately, a lot of it comes down to just like thinking of how we can make it even easier for companies and for job seekers too. Um, so a lot of work goes into that. And then, yeah, just kind of mapping out, you know, what's what's next. So one of the things that's fascinating, and I think why you and I uh, kind of hit it off and started working together was uh, when we first started talking about you doing this, I was like, hey man, uh, you know, I'll pay you some cash and then a little bit of upside and, uh, and let's go do it. 
And your first response to me was, well, can I just do no cash and all upside? And I was like, bingo, found the right person. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Somebody willing to bet on themselves. Amazing. The next thing that you said to me later on, a couple of weeks later was, hey, if we hit X dollars in monthly revenue, I'll quit my job. And I remember being like, eh, 50-50 whether this guy's going to quit his job. I don't know. Seems to like his job. I think at one point I asked you if you liked your job, and you didn't say you liked the job. You said you liked the people you worked with, all this stuff. So I said, okay, we'll see. And then true to your word, when we hit that number, you quit your job, and now you work on this full time. So what was going through your head when you went to uh, potentially quit your job for uh, somebody you met on the internet uh, in terms of uh, sending memes? Sure. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, actually the number that we hit was just kind of this arbitrary number that, um, I decided on. And the reason being is like, we didn't know each other. So I wanted to like, see how much I could trust you basically. Um, just like sort of means test you by like kind of writing it out as long as possible until we hit that number. And like the plan was to, to quit the job the whole time. I didn't tell you that. Um, I was going to quit. I mean, I did like my job. I really liked the people I worked with. So it was tough. And I, I just graduated college. It was like my first job. I'd only been there six months. So it was definitely really weird to turn around and be like, ah, pulling the plug here. But as soon as we hit that number, uh, true to my word, called up my boss that same day. The first time I called him, he went straight to voicemail. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I got to sit here and think about it even more. Uh, he calls me back. I'm going, hey man, uh, I'm quitting. That's what you said. You just hit, that was the conversation. It was like, "Hey, I'm quitting," or was there a little bit more? Uh, no, there's a little bit more. There's a All little right. bit more massaging. Like, "Hey, I started this thing. Um, you know, I'm quitting." Blah blah blah. And definitely caught him by surprise. He was super cool about it. You know, we get along. We still chat, but um, definitely caught him by surprise. And then I, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I texted you, "Yo, just quit my job." And then you called <laughs> me immediately. <laughs> I thought you were, I didn't think you were going to do it. I thought you were going to be too scared. No, it was the plan all along. All right. Well, you, you tricked me. So congratulations. This next thing we figured out was uh, through the job board, all of these uh, HR uh, people, uh, recruiters at some of the large companies, they started to say to us, man, this is amazing. We're getting so many applications. The problem is they're great at what they do, but they don't know anything about Bitcoin or crypto. So they don't know anything about uh, what Bitcoin is, how it works. We don't know anything about DeFi or any of this other stuff, but they're great at customer service or they're great at accounting or they're great at marketing. And so this is where the training program or the crypto course comes in. So describe a little bit about what that program is uh, and how that works. Sure. So I actually got brought into the course about the same time we launched the job board, I remember you DM me, hey, you know, I'm starting this course. Do you want to help out? And I had no clue what the course was. Um, talked with some people at Maven, kind of got up to speed. So we ran the beta cohort. You obviously teach it live twice a week. Um, and that was pretty much the, the bones of it. Um, what we found, you know, through the beta cohort is that so many people want to transition. Um, they don't really know a whole lot about crypto, but they realize this is this emerging industry that's going to create, you know, hundreds, thousands of jobs. Um, and they don't know how to transition. Maybe they don't get in front of the right people or they don't have the knowledge. Um, also paired with that is that the companies, they're finding really quality people, like you mentioned, but they just don't have the basic crypto understanding. A lot of people actually don't really believe that when we tell them that, but we're actually teaching a, a class for Coinbase for their employees who 
um, are really good employees, but just maybe don't have the level of understanding. So what the course aims to do is consolidate all the information. You do a really good job of explaining the crypto basics. Um, we host discussion groups throughout the week. Basically, every day of the week, there's an event that you can attend if you want. And then the idea is to obviously educate them, but then get them in front of as many recruiters as possible. So what we do at the end is we host a job fair where these companies come in. They pitch their companies to the job seekers. Um, they tell them exactly what they're looking for, give them resume tips, give them interview tips, um, share their open roles, share their company mission, so that people aren't just hearing it from us, but they're actually getting it directly from the source as to what these companies are looking for. Um, in addition to that, too, we also bring back our alumni who have been hired. Um, they host discussion groups where they share you know, helpful tips. Um, and it's really just this awesome ecosystem where you know it's really collaborative. People are willing to to share helpful tips and to you know um, get them in front of the right people and things like that. So, with the course, it's three weeks. Every Tuesday and Thursday, when it's running, we do an hour to an hour and a half. So call it two to three hours uh, per week uh, for three weeks. And then on the days where there isn't a live class with me teaching. We have breakout sessions, discussion groups, happy hours, et cetera. And the general sense is that somebody can come in with no knowledge whatsoever, and they can leave prepared with the crypto knowledge needed to get hired at a company in the space. Not everyone is trying to get hired, obviously. Not everyone wants a job. Uh, but that increasingly is why people are, uh, are signing up. Explain a little bit about uh, one of the problems, obviously, is that uh, right now, the way that we run the cohorts, uh, which we do every month, is that uh, individuals pay for it. So you want to get a job, you pay for the course, you get uh, kind of the certification of the training, and then you go ahead and we help you get in front of recruiters. Um, and there's been people who have been hired at Coinbase, Gemini, BlockFi, Kraken, et cetera, uh, that have gone through the course. It'd be awesome if the companies paid for it. Because then it removes the barrier or the friction for the individuals to pay for it. And so we're running this pilot with Coinbase. Talk a little bit about what we're doing there and kind of how that program works. We're trying to get these companies to come in and a lot of expressed interest in providing scholarships. So that's that's kind of in the works. And then in terms of Coinbase, um, what we do is they have a continuing education program and they have a lot of people who might not know a lot about crypto or just want to continue to learn um, we teach a similar class. It's not really cohort-based because it doesn't offer the same benefits that a cohort-based course would, um, but it's weekly for an hour, hour and a half, and we just go over pretty much the basics, do Q&A and that kind of thing. So the idea with Coinbase is that they've already hired these people, and rather than do some sort of internal uh, crypto onboarding, we're basically testing, is it better for us to just run this uh, every month for new hires at Coinbase. And so they don't have to worry about at the recruiting department, are we hiring people who have both the skill set necessary to do the job plus the crypto knowledge? They can just focus on let's hire the best people who do the job and then we'll teach them uh, the crypto kind of basics. Yeah. And I think the goal with the um, the training course is to eliminate the need for companies to do that. Obviously, you know, if companies do have people, you know, we want to educate them, but the the idea is to bring the job speaker up to speed um, before. What's your favorite part so far of uh, the job boarding course? And what has been the worst part? Oh, tough question. No lying. You better be honest. Okay, I will. Um, honestly, it 
I have so much fun and I look forward to it so much. This weekend I went um, camping, took some time off. Um, and everyone was talking about how they're dreading going back to their jobs. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I can't wait for Monday. Like we get to do this over again. Let's go, let's bring it. And it's been really awesome to work with you. You know, your brothers, freaking goofballs, um, Jordy, Matt, Caroline, Polina, everyone. So everyone's just really cool to work with too. Um, I really like having the autonomy and you've done a really good job of kind of, you know, passing the reins to me and letting me figure it out on my own, which I really appreciate. Um, so I like kind of having the autonomy to, um, take it in whichever direction I see fit. Um, but, uh, in terms of stuff I don't like, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a lot of work. Uh, you know, there's weeks where I have to put in 80 plus hours and that's just the way it is, but I don't see that as a negative thing. Um, and then also another good benefit of it too, is just seeing the fruits of the labor, like seeing people get hired and like feeling like I'm making an impact not only with people, but in the industry as well. I thought you were going to say, uh, one of the downsides was the uh, notification system that we have. Notification system. Yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, increasingly, uh, I've given up on all communication platforms. You email me, there's a 50-50 whether I see it. You text me, 50-50 whether I see it. You DM me on a platform, there's a 0% chance I'm seeing it. Just literally, I can't keep up anymore. And so most people, let's say they text me, they think that I'm like uh, discriminating against them. They're like, oh, he doesn't like me anymore. He's not responding to my text. I'm like, no, literally, like other than my wife, pretty much everybody's in the same bucket. So explain the notification system that we have uh, backed into here that ensures that I get things done that you need me to do. Yeah. So I said that you gave me full autonomy and that's true, but there are certain things that, um, that you might need to get done that are blocking other things from happening. Um, you know, basic example is just like tweeting out the job board. Hey, we're low on job views. We need to get this thing out there um, to the public. We need to drive distribution. So I'll text you and then like, won't hear back. Um, maybe I'll text you again. We'll hear back. And you said, Hey, just keep bugging me. Like my phone's a mess, whatever. So what I did to try, try and make it funny and less annoying is like, I turned it into basically an automated text. Like one of those ones you'd get from a solicitor, like reply, stop to cancel the message. <laughs> so I literally get text from him that says, please tweet out job board link, reply, and then in all caps, stop to re stop receiving notifications. And he'll text it to me. Sometimes like I'll be in a meeting and I'll get out and I have like three text messages and they'll all say the same thing. And he'll just keep sending it to me until I'm, I respond with like LOL or stop or some shit so that he knows that I actually tweeted out the link. But once it we works. Get to five, once we get to five, which hasn't happened yet, thank God. Uh, I'm sending a reminder to Polina and Caroline, and I'll be on them every hour. The, that's the real secret. Is if anyone? No, I can't say that because then everyone will go talk to Polina. She'll get mad. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if there's an emergency, Polina is a good outlet to uh, to make sure that uh, that I'm paying attention to something. All right, ten thousand jobs in the industry. You think we're going to do this? How how realistic is that? Ten thousand jobs. Uh, that we helped fill in 2021. So I've actually put a lot of thought into it. And when you first said 10,000, I'm like, why is this guy saying 10,000? That's such an absurd goal. Like probably not possible, but let me kind of walk you through what I think. And then I want to get your perspective as well. Um, I've heard you talk about 
slugging percentage, not batting average. And me coming from a baseball background, that makes a lot of sense. Basically, like you want to swing for the fences. That's you're going to be up there anyways. Um, you might as well make a count. You might as well shoot the three pointer. You might as well go for the touchdown. So I think the ten thousand goal, while it is such a big number, I think that you know if we sit out, oh, we're only going to help fifty people. Then you start selling yourself short. You start going up there trying to slap a single the other way, and that's just plain old boring. We want to hit freaking bombs. Um, so I think the ten thousand goal is a little bit um, on the higher end for sure. But I think you start selling yourself short when you settle for something less than that. But I think ultimately this ecosystem is only in the beginning. I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, it's one of those mass job creation events like the internet. Um, we don't know what's going to happen when the the global economy is, is brought together through, through Bitcoin. Um, so I think there's going to be a downstream effect of that and just going to be this mass job creation event where maybe jobs we don't even think of, maybe it's going to enable the creator economy even more. I mean, when the internet was created, we didn't think there was going to be like things like Uber and Lyft and um, things like that. So I just think that we're only in the beginning. And I think that, you know, we're well on our way to helping 10,000 people, whether it's this year, next or the year after that, it's going to happen. All right. My thought process is 10,000 isn't even a high number, right? Th think of it this maybe way. For, it's not, but maybe for one year. Well, hold on. Think of it this way. We've had 40,000 applications go in, right, on the uh, job board so far and in five months, right? Basically, we, st we started at the end of January, beginning of February, like sometime around there. So end of June be five months, give or take. If that continues, there will be over 100,000 applications that go in on uh, the job board. If 10% get higher, there's 10,000 people right there. Now, probably not 10,000, right? So maybe it's 5% or 7% or you know whatever the number ends up being, but it's not 0%. Uh, and it's definitely not you know 50%. So somewhere in between, we don't know yet, but we got to figure that out. But there's gonna be 100,000 applications that go into all the major companies. The second thing is that there's an ever-expanding number of job opportunities available. So as more companies get created, as companies get larger, right? There, there's more and more opportunities, which means that uh, there, there's uh, more potential roles to fill. Then you add in the course uh, and this training program. And right now we're doing, you know, let's call it 100 people or so per month. And so by the end of the year, that'd be over 1,000. But likely we'll continue to scale that up and maybe we start doing you know, 200, 250 once we kind of figure out the logistics of it. And so very quickly, you could see like in a given year, 100 plus thousand applications go in on the job board. And maybe we do, let's call it 5,000 people uh, or you know, 3,000 people through the training course. I don't think that's too crazy to think that we could get 10,000 people hired in a single year. Very true. That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. Right? Then you start adding in other things. We're going to create other stuff. I don't know what else yet, but like we'll create other things that'll help as well. And if we just keep trying to solve the problem of how do we help individuals get themselves 
in front of recruiters at these companies, uh, kind of in the most prepared, best light. And then we do things to help recruiters uh, and people at the HR departments of these companies understand that the folks that we're bringing to them, whether it's in a more automated fashion like the job board, something like the training program or whatever else we create, that they're high quality, that they're uh, well-trained, that they have the base knowledge needed to be successful within the organization, it feels like over time, uh, you end up actually reducing the friction rather than increasing it. And so you should see a higher and higher conversion percentage uh, over time if we do our jobs right. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you bring up something that I, I didn't really consider. There's like an exponential aspect to this. A, because we just started both the training course and the job board. But I mean, companies are ramping up hiring like crazy, especially through the bull market. And hopefully that's going to continue. Who knows? But they need to bring on tons of people too. So as as this, you know, as the industry continues, as Bitcoin continues, you know, to where we think it's going to go, it's only going to create more opportunities. All right. Before we get into rapid fire questions, and then you're going to get to ask me one question at the end, which scares the hell out of me. Uh, where can people go to the job board and where can they find out more about the uh, course? Yeah. So the job board, palmcryptojobs.com. Um, you'll tweet it out quite a bit. I'll tweet it out quite a bit. I'll plug my own Twitter at CJ Sakamoto 15. <laughs> Had to. And then the course is just palmscryptocourse.com. All right. Palmcryptojobs.com and palmcryptocourse.com. Palmscryptocourse.com. Palms with an S. With an S. All right. Go check those out. We run the co uh, course and training program every month, and there are hundreds of of job openings on the job board. Make sure you go check that out. All right, here we go, rapid fire, ready? Yep. What's the most important book you've ever read? Um, I'm gonna go with the Bible. Um, I know it's kind of a cliche answer, but just you know, pretty good um, moral guidance and you can you know take it for what it's worth and interpret it however you want, but um, like I said, it's number one. It's a great answer. Uh, second question is your sleep schedule. I'm sleeping on eight sleep. Everybody knows it. What uh, What's your sleep schedule? So when we first launched, terrible. Um, I don't know if you remember the day we launched the job board. I think you launched it at 8 a.m. Eastern time, 5, 5 a.m. my time. I was up. And you're like, dude, what are you doing up? I was like, I can sleep, man. Um, and through that whole process of creating the job board up until only a few months ago, I was probably pretty bad. Um, I would be a great case study for your friends at eight sleep because I am truly an idiot if I don't get um, adequate sleep. Like spelling, grammar, out the window. I'm just like not all there. I'm a complete zombie. So um, especially, you know, during my collegiate baseball career, I, I was someone who had to sleep eight, nine hours um, a night. I recently got this whoop. So I've been tracking, turning into a competition, um, seeing how much REM I can get. Last night I got two hours, 39 minutes of REM, um, having crazy dreams. Yeah, that's all right. It's not a great number, but it's not a horrible number. What's your REM look like? Oh, I'm like five hours for sure. No problem. No, not a REM. <laughs> I don't know here. what it is. I don't know. All right. Uh, aliens, believer or non-believer? I don't know. Um, I think that the whole UFO thing is, I don't think they're aliens. I think um, obviously they're just unidentified. That doesn't mean they're extraterrestrial. I think that, I think that there's probably life out there. I don't know how advanced. I mean, if you were to like break it down from like statistics standpoint, it would only make sense because of how big things are. But also you have to factor in like all the conditions 
to have intelligent life too. I mean, distance from the sun, water, whatever. So um, one big, I don't know. I agree with you that unidentified objects, uh, flying objects, UFOs, does not mean that they're aliens. I definitely agree with that. about that one guy like a couple months ago saying there's like tunnels under Mars or some crap like that? Well, the the boring company, obviously, that's what Elon's doing. He's practicing. True. He's a Martian. I'm kind of with Elon. Like, you know, show me something that doesn't look like a, a 7-Eleven ATM picture, and then and then maybe I'll believe. <laughs> All right. What question do you have for me? I know you've been planning this, so I'm scared, but what question do you have for me? I've wanted to ask you this for a long time. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight? A silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? Silverback gorilla, not even close. I don't know. Are you sure? Have you seen a bear claw something before? Have you seen a gorilla lose at anything? Have you seen a bear lose at anything? Y- yes. I saw a woman smack a bear that was sitting on that the is, back that's wall a good of her point. backyard. Yeah. That bear was literally slapped and yeah, ran that, away by a so human. I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of leaning towards Team Bear until I saw that video. And I think she was like 19 or something. Um, so I don't know. I don't think like the bear got beat up by a 19 year old girl. Yeah. I don't think a gorilla go down like that. The only the way claws, you're taking out a bear, uh, gorilla is if it's a Harambe, like an inside job. That's the only way that you're, uh, you're taking out gorillas. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I've yet to see it happen. So I, I think I'm going to go with gorilla too, but you got to compare like so many things. You got to compare the size, the reach, um, you know, biting, how strong their bite is claws, no claws. I think we got to do a combine. You think a bear is beating a gorilla? I don't know, but I think it's a better fight than you than you're letting on to be. How much time have you spent thinking about this? A lot of time, and it's like this ongoing debate with with my friends too. Um, and it goes back and forth quite a bit as new information is presented. We're obviously intellectuals, so as new you know information comes up, we're definitely have to take that into consideration. What do you guys do out there in Portland? You guys don't really have that much else to do other than uh, talk about who wins bears or gorillas. Do you guys own bears and gorillas? Can you like see it? Can you like put it together? No, only at the zoo. Um, it's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Watch this bear fight this gorilla. You'd sell tons and tons of uh, of folks to uh, come and buy tickets. Yeah, Portland's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a bear and a gorilla go at it on the streets. <laughs> wouldn't be the craziest thing that Portland's had to offer. It would not be. It would not be. Uh, all right. Pompcryptojobs.com and pompscryptocourse.com. If people are looking for jobs, that's where they should go. Yep. And if they want to harass you with questions about how to get hired in the industry, at Sakamoto 15 Yep. Just like Nakamoto, but with an S. Why number 15? Uh, it was my baseball number. Nothing too creative behind that. Why number 15 for baseball? Um, I don't know. I just like, they kept giving me number 15. Uh, <laughs> until I got to Gardner Webb and then I was four and then I was like too far gone to change my Twitter handle. Yeah, but five minus one equals four. So like it works. Hey, now that you put it like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm just a mathematician on the internet. <laughs> All right. At CJ Sakamoto 15, 
pompcryptojobs.com or pompscryptocourse.com. Let's go get 10,000 people hired this year so that Colton, who doesn't yet realize that if we do it in this calendar year, means we did it in 11 months, not 12, because we started at the end of January. Yep. We could prove him wrong. And then he'll have to tell me that I was right, which is all I live for. All right, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. We'll do it again soon. Maybe we'll bring on some people who've been hired and they could tell their stories. Cool. Thanks for having me.